Hello and welcome to a special episode of the podcast. Basically just big upping Next Gen Canner Cup, talking with my man Tordy from the Herbalize podcast. If you're not Australian, probably not interested in this one, but hey, you should be. I mean, if you are, you're one of the high-tier international listeners, because Australia is where it's all happening. Um, yeah, shout out sponsors, why not? Seeds here now, 420 Australia, Organic Gardening Solutions, what up, my homies? Finally, the biggest shout out of all. You, silly. Let's do it, my man. So we have Heavy Days, the main man from the podcast, but also director of the Next Generation Cannabis Cup going in for round two this year. Oh, the crowd goes wild. No, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate Man, it. it was really thanks nice. for coming back. I mean, we had a chat last year, you know, I guess it was probably around this time because we were getting ready for the first cup, um, which, you know, was a was a big success. You guys did really well. Why don't you give us a bit of a recap on what happened with the with the last cup and, and how it all ended up? Yeah, man, for sure. I think it was about this time last year we were chatting, wasn't it? It would have um, been real close. Yeah, so the cut went really well. Like, I couldn't have asked for much better of a result. We ended up uh, having a really good turnout. I think we had uh, 10 entries in flour. We had three in concentrates and four in edibles. Mind you, I might have made one or two mistakes in that. These about a year ago. I'm quoting yep. these figures. But really good turnout. I mean, especially with flour, 10 entries. that We were blown away yeah. by that. We certainly didn't expect that. And so that was phenomenal. You know, obviously we did the judging. The winners got announced. It was really, really good um, end result as far as we can tell. And the auctions was just the icing on the cake. You know, everyone really had a good, uh, a good time betting. We were like, you know, the most awesome thing about the whole event. We were able to raise over ten thousand dollars for charity. And it goes without saying, we're hoping to raise even more this year. Whoa, ten thousand dollars—that's huge. Yeah, I had I no think- idea it was uh, it was that successful. That's amazing. Well done, man. Yeah, thanks. I mean, obviously, it's it's everyone who really bidded and contributed. But yeah, I think it actually ended up being like 10,400 something along those lines. So yeah, I mean, we certainly didn't expect that. And we were really, I, I remember um, towards the end of the auctions, as we were getting close to that mark, we were all kind of like, man, it'll be cool if we get there. And so yeah, I remember seeing some of those auctions go pretty wild. Yeah, it was it's great, you know, because the way I see it is there's lots of awesome people out there who are willing to help other people out. But what I think is even better than that is if you can do that while also kind of getting something you are after at the same time. So rather than just be an awesome person and donate $100 to charity, you know, you can donate a bit more than that and get something you want as well. And so, yeah, and so it's just like a really positive event overall for everyone. And what I think is awesome is all of the prizes that people bought and bidded on are all like currently basically being harvested right now. Like we're seeing the fruits of the labor of the cup as we speak, which is really cool. Yeah, true. I wonder if any of them will make them in as, as entries in this year's cup. Yeah, of course. I've seen a lot of people do that. Like, I mean, I know off the top of my head, um, Dr. Dabstep, who placed really well in the concentrates last year, I believe he got a pack of Mad Farmer um, seeds for winning. And I believe he's got like a keeper pheno of that now, which looks pretty nice. And I know that there's yep. a few other people who have done similar things. Uh, Mr. Moose, he he won a pack of Salmon River and I've seen him posting photos of a really nice Salmon River bud. So I think yep. it's almost guaranteed we'll see some stuff as well as uh, a lot of the people who won last year, or all of them, in fact, received uh, a cut of my Chernobyl clone, which is really, really nice cut. So I dare say we'll see some entries of that as well. Excellent. So I guess there's going to be a lot more 
interest around this one. I mean, having such having had such a successful one last year, what's the been the the the, the get go so far? Have you had a lot of people piqued their interest? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think um, one thing which we have to talk about is a lot of people want to beat Gerald. It's just that simple. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think maybe there were some people who wanted to just kind of see how the first one went down, which is understandable. Yep. Yeah, and 100%. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of uh, faith within the competition now. We haven't had a single complaint in terms of any issues of transparency, which was the number one goal of the last one. So I think that people have, you know, kind of been able to sit back, see what's happened. And we've got a lot of people who are now really interested and uh, I think it's just going to make a, an overall a better comp, a better standard of competition, I should say. That's great, man. And um, is it is it the three categories again, edibles, concentrates, and flowers? Yeah. So where we wanted to look at possibly adding more, but there's there's a range of issues which go along with that, which people wouldn't understand. Like the biggest one is the more categories you add, the more prizes you have to give away. So that's just yeah, of course. yeah straight yeah. away you also got to bring on more judges, more yeah. logistical issues. So we, we really do things based on the demand. So if, if we had 100 people tell us that they want to enter a CBD-only flower, then we'd probably do a CBD-only flower section. But at the For moment, sure. those three categories seem to be by far the most in demand. Yeah, cool. Um, it's interesting because you know, there are so many ways that it can go, even from edibles, you know, to like more tinctures and caps and things like that that are you know, a yeah, little bit well, different I mean, to kind of cakes and coffees and those sort of things yeah totally and i mean the edibles one for example is the only category i mean it goes without saying but it's the only category where we have a criteria on the scorecard for creativity because i think that's yep. hugely important for uh, sure but likewise you know that i think that there's there's a variety of things like i'm not sh i'm sure you're aware but there seems to be an exponential explosion in terms of uh vape cartridges in the domestic scene and so who knows we may ultimately end up having a cartridge con uh, section which we have actually received a few people messages about that so i if i had to guess i'd say that might be the next section that gets introduced some type of concentrate cartridge that'd be cool yeah there has been a, a big rise in that locally in the scene around the country which is great to see. I mean, working at the, the shop in the city, I can't even, at least once a week, somebody's in for a little battery to chuck their cartridges in. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's a really um, good kind of, what's the word, uh, incognito way to be able to, you know, quote unquote, medicate as you're doing your daily activities. It doesn't leave you with bong breath. It's going to get you to where you yeah. want to be rather quickly. It's For nice sure. and concealed. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not against them. The one thing I'm very weary of is people using really low quality ingredients and uh, making up carts. But I mean, that's obviously <clears throat> a, a general concern. It's not like a specific one I have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are there are better ways to go about getting it into that format. Yeah, and oh, there the, pro are some, the problem there are some is kind of dodgy ways as well. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Because you get to the point where they're taking things apart and then adding them back together, and it just becomes a bit kind of ambiguous as to where the parts are coming from. Yeah, and I guess that's ultimately like we've seen those things around the, I mean, through California in particular, where you know really heavy regulations have come through with the advent of rec taking over and a whole bunch of different changes in local law um but canada as well you know like heavy testing is is really changing the scene 
Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get there soon, but it would be interesting to see like what in the Australian scene passes and fails. I tend to think that most things would pass because there's not many places that have bad stuff, but I mean, I don't know, you know, people could be spraying their stuff with weird pesticides or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing less and less of the PGR stuff in general. I think even growers that have had to resort to that in the past, definitely not as a whole, but I think it's starting to change. I have fingers crossed, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And a lot of stores I've spoken to just don't even stock the products anymore, which is a really good kind of measure of where we're at. Yeah, 100%. So this year you've had a, um, a poster design for the event as well. That was pretty awesome, seeing uh, Trob from Smelly Clothing get involved. Yeah, th- so incredibly thankful for him. Um, really, i I got to be super honest, I was so surprised that happened because uh, I'm not sure how exactly, but he, he spotted the page or maybe someone brought it to his attention and he reached out and uh, said he'd he'd love to do something for us. And I just said, you know, I'd, I'd be super grateful. I'd, I'd even love to kind of, you know, send you something as a thank you, which I've been able to do. But um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's really awesome to see everyone getting on board, even if you're not necessarily entering the cup per se. Like I really love all just the, the general patrons who get on board and are like, man, I'm getting really excited for this because it is it is important to, to get behind things, you know, and like just to kind of put it in reference, I made a decision uh, before the most recent Sydney HHI Expo that I was going to go to all the HHI Expos because I thought, you know what, even if it's not exactly what I want it to be, so to speak, it's, yep. it's we need to support our scene in all respects. And so if there's something which is doing it the right way, we should really try to support it. And so that's just kind of the general attitude I'm bringing with me. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think that's a really important attitude for people to adopt as well. It's, um, it's one that, you know, I mean, our scene has a, a lot of talk about togetherness, but there's also a lot of fracturedness in it as well, which is uh, a real shame because there's more than enough room for everybody to be everybody and, you know, to get theirs. Yeah, of course. And I've I've thought about this a lot and I think I've kind of got to the, the crux of it. And what it is, is, is that for a long time, there's there's been specific players. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just talking as a yep. general sense. There's for people sure. who are kind of standouts and whether consciously or not, they've built an identity around the idea of I'm the guy with the dank bud or something along yep. those lines. And yep. as, as soon as they see someone who they perceive to threaten that, then they're immediately, you know, that's attacking their identity. And so yeah. th- there are a lot of people out there who do get extremely defensive of other people doing their thing just because, yeah, it's, it's threatening to them. And, and my thing I always say to everyone is, you know, live a multifaceted life, have heaps of things going on. And then maybe if someone else has got some dank bud, you don't really care because you've got a whole bunch of other stuff that builds your identity and it's not just the only thing and it's an attack on you yeah for sure i think that's um you know an interesting way to look at it it's it's just a shame like it's an inbuilt part of aussie culture too to just want to tear down the next man as well but um you know it's it's rife everywhere but it's here in the in the cannabis community like to a to a much smaller degree than it is anywhere it's not like anything really really malicious happens it's a little bit of slander and back and forth say so but you know i don't think um it's really the end of the world. Yeah, of course not. And we're in the fledgling stages, you know, like it's not like 
this is like uh, you know some type of corporate thing where people are doing like really really malicious things to try to like yeah. knock you out of the game so to speak like yeah of course 100%. it's not at that level but you know the thing which I do always say to people is that you know men- mentalities are, are contagious in a way and so what you said is is really true like I mean first and foremost it, it is often limited to just a little bit of slander but I think that ultimately it exposes the prevailing mindsets out there of that like there are people who don't think you know maybe certain things that are generally accepted and so yeah the togetherness thing is an interesting one for me I mean most notably we had a an Instagram account what is it I don't follow it it's like Australian cannabis community something like that where it's like yeah. like the name really you know shouldn't be taken by an individual but and then they were kind of like saying some stuff that was kind of like really contrary to like what you would think and ultimately it was just exactly what you're talking about like just these weird ideas that are just and the funniest part was was that on this guy's actual bio on his page it says like let's all come together and celebrate the culture and the herb and the community and it's just like man like damn it's always a good tagline yeah you need to work on yourself man (laughs) yeah but i mean it's it's events like this that you know and the hhi expo as well which i think you know bring the community together um I mean, you know, the HHI Expo, I guess in, in an almost a much more literal sense, like it throws everybody into the same space at the same time and, you know, anybody who's been a keyboard warrior or whatever in the past, you know, might have to, you know, pay a little bit more attention now that it's an actual in-the-flesh kind of situation. But, yeah, you know, your, your event does the same thing too, but on, on a very different level. Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting you bring that up because, I mean, one, the thing I've noticed at the HHI events is, like, everyone's really nice. And so it's funny because (laughs) as much as it might be feel a bit weird inside to, like, you know, smile and play nice to someone who talks shit about you online, it's even funnier to know that, like, they're the ones who talk shit about you and they're the ones who are smiling. And anyway, so ultimately I feel like everyone's a bit of a pushover online because they all act tough but everyone's nice at the event and i'm grateful for it it's awesome you know i have so yeah, much fun totally. I, who would imagine a bunch of stoners are all really actually nice people yeah it's weird right but um yeah. something i did actually really want to mention which i think is something we haven't 100 percent locked in but would like to do is uh this year we've we've pushed the the date of the cut back a little bit and mm-hmm. there's a few reasons for that but most importantly is what we've realized is with the goal of trying to have a physical cup occurring in the future we really yeah, we really want to basically provide an avenue in which people can meet up because it's too even if people have a lot of faith in the event it's really a lot to ask for people to come to one specific place even if it's like you know a pretty local place for most people we're still so dispersed and so ultimately we're thinking that we might try next year for example to push the date back a little further and then by that point it'll actually be in line with the Melbourne HHI Expo and so yeah. we may well look at trying to get some type of venue, most likely a private residence or you know something like that, and trying to yeah. have the physical event that we want. Because if we can align it with something like the HHI Expo, we're going to get a guaranteed turnout, which is really what we're looking for. Yeah, that's a really great idea, and I and I know that was all uh, a part of your plan last year. You know, was to eventuate a physical event where people could come together. And, and you know, the HHI Expo, I mean, something that kind of is a guerrilla event that runs alongside it is a is a really great idea 
Yeah, I think it would work nicely. And if we can just basically make it easy for people to do it, then then why not? And I figure like, you know, the first year it might be kind of limited to the people who would have been going to the HHI Expo anyway. But much like the first year of the Cup, the following year people can have greater confidence and be like, well, we can see that it was a success last year and I'd really like to get involved this year. Yeah, and, you know, in the ever-evolving climate, you know, it's, it's a things could change at any time. So... I think people are, are, especially with the vibe that the HHI Expo kind of brings to the city, I think that's something that, you know, people would be fairly confident with off the bat. And particularly after going off of two or perhaps even three years of having it run in a kind of even more guerrilla fashion via the internet. Um, yeah, I think that's a totally plausible idea and it's going to be a look forward to seeing it happen in a year or two. Yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd certainly be awesome to see it happen. So, yeah, we're working to see it happen. And I think that if things just kind of run their course and they go as planned as we hope, then we'll get there. Um, so what are, what, are the, what are the rules? Let's lay it down for the people. Anybody who's interested in, in entering, if they want to enter into the, into the flower section, let's start with flowers. What, what's, what have people got to take care of? What are they, where are they got to go? What are they got to do? Yeah, so first thing is uh, you, should, you should be preparing now more or less, but still time to start preparing if you haven't yet. Basically, you want to get your submission ready. Your submission is going to consist of the same as what it was last year, which is 16 grams. Quick little point I want to make. Uh, so only only two of those 16 grams goes towards judging. Uh, an important note to make is this year we're going to have three judges instead of two per category. So mm-hmm. first of all, a little bit of feedback that we got from the judges themselves last year was that as much as it was nice to have a gram of weed to test, the reality was you don't really need a gram. You know, you get yeah, get around right. with about a half. So, yeah. so even though we've brought on an additional judge, we're we're not asking for any more to be tested. And the reason why I bring this up is because every now and again we get murmurs that, you know, an undertone of this whole comp is for us to smoke weed. And the first thing I'd like to say is, you know, obviously that's not true. We're, we're talking about half grams of weed, so it's it's a lot yeah, of, exactly. it's a lot of effort to get a half gram of weed. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so we're not going to actually ask for any more in terms of what's needed to be submitted because, yeah, the feedback was that we didn't, we actually were a bit, uh, we asked for a little bit more than we needed last year. So 16 oh. grams is what you'd be looking to submit. 14 of that will go towards the charity auctions afterwards. Two grams will be tested. So that's for flour. In terms yep. of concentrates, it will be 1.6, the same as last year. Uh, again, we got the same feedback. We allocated 0.3 grams last year to be tested between the uh, for each judge. Uh, however, the feedback was you probably only need about 0.2, which is about two dabs in order to yep. really – so that you can do one high temp one, one low temp one, and really get a feel for it. So yep. each judge will get 0.2 instead of 0.3. And then finally, uh, the edibles will be the same as last year. I believe that it's going to be, uh, God, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> it's like 100, 100 megs. Um, yeah. And then there's going to be, I believe, six in total of those submitted. I might need to come back and post-production edit a number in there properly. <laughs> oh, good. But, um, but yeah, so, so essentially, one of the things I wanted to say was one of the feedbacks we got was that people who entered the edibles last year they really didn't have to submit 
that much material compared to say other categories if you look at it like for example if you wanted to put a, a rough monetary value on the flour or the concentrates those people had entered had submitted a lot more than what the edibles yeah. guys had to so consequently we're going to ask the edibles guys to submit more not to be judged not so that the judges can eat more but so more of it can go to the charity and just so it's more of a playing field because the edibles guys get just the same prizes as uh, the other categories and so you know just making it fair in all regards because they get some pretty baller prizes to be honest yeah 100 percent. yeah that's only fair so yeah so there should basically more edibles for people to potentially win come charity time as well as uh, people don't need to you know if there was any concerns about with us bringing on more judges if they need to submit more certainly not the case yep awesome all good to know and you said you pushed back the dates what are the dates currently these are all rough dates essentially because if we just get a crazy influx of submissions we may need to pull it back ever so slightly but we'd love for all of the uh the entries to be in our hands so to speak by the 29th of october that way we can have the judging done and announcements by ideally the second week of november so that gives us you know ideally maybe around the 15th of november we'd like to announce the results and then what that means is is we'll then have two to three weeks to do the auctions and that will finish the day before melbourne hhi expo ah that's cool so that'll work out nicely and part of the reason why that'll work out really nicely is because the uh the recipients of the charity this year it's going to be split between two domestic recipients we've got jenny hallam which everyone is more than likely familiar with 100% unless you've been under a, a big cannabis rock. Yeah, 100%. And then we've also got uh, the Taylor family, which is Stephen Taylor and two daughters, Morgan and Ariel, who are uh, essentially going through the exact same situation as Jenny, you know, just being caught growing <coughs> for medical needs. So we're going to split it between those two recipients and we would really uh, love to improve on last year because, yeah, yeah, both of them are just being dragged through, you know, the whole legal ringer and um, there's a lot of legal costs involved. Yeah, 100%. Days. And, they're, you know, they're both really worthy causes and they, and they represent, you know, part of a bigger problem that a lot of other people are facing here in Australia, whether they're being taken through the legal system currently or living in fear of it because you know they're providing medicine for a loved one or whatever the case may be yeah and uh it's it's interesting because either of those two cases could well be the uh the precedent case going forward so i feel like it's paramount we support both yeah 100 percent um it's you know i mean there are like i said you know there are a number of high profile cases around the country that have happened and have been highlighted by various you know tv shows i mean you could almost think with the way some people preach the things or 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 put them out there that you know you can walk down the road and get cannabis and then the next night you turn it on and it's absolutely impossible and no one's got access at all so it it goes to show that one the conversation is alive two that the the current situation is really really difficult to negotiate from any standpoint and um, and that's why things like the HHI Expo are really important because you get the symposium of speakers, you get a real conversation happening from from all levels and from all different aspects of the community as well. Yeah, totally, totally. I would I need to. I I only got to see a few of the speakers at the last symposium, but I really want to be able to spend some more time in the future, especially some of the more the medical researchers, the international ones, because a lot of those guys are really got the information we're kind of looking for. Yeah, I mean, it's we're starting to see. I mean, I went to a talk. It's 
going back a few months now, but it was put on by the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, there were big wigs from all, all the main players here, the CanCorp and uh, the other Can Group. Um, and it was basically just a massive sales pitch for those guys' share prices because they were going to crack into the Canadian market once, you know, they went ahead with REC this year because they're, you know, they can't see that they're going to be able to match the, the demand at all and are worried about catering to legitimate medicinal patients over there. Yeah, it's... So, I mean, those big... I mean, there were big wigs in there. There was a lot of money in the place. Those conversations are happening constantly around the country. Yeah, and and there's very little discussion of, like, the actual plant in those conversations as well. Oh, yeah. Although, the sense behind this conversation was that you know, they would be exporting product to Canada to hit their system and talking about, I mean, talking about a bit of jargon about being here in Australia, but the sense that I got was that they were getting ready to export flowers to Canada. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I think is happening for the most part. And, you know, it's really interesting because talking to some Canadian guys there, the way that cannabis distribution or work will be taken under the same way that they move their liquor around and everything's purchased by the state. So if you have a bar or a, a grocery store or whatever, and you sell alcohol, it's the state you approach to, to get your alcohol from to, to then retail. And so that's the same way it would work with cannabis. So you'd have to wonder what sort of safeguards and things are in place to ensure that, you know, Australian cannabis only ends up in the hands of medicinal patients. Oh, there's none. I was I was talking to um, uh, a friend of mine who had some access to some people who were on the actual scheme, and they they've had to been getting their stuff in from overseas, and just thankfully, given they're on the scheme, it gets it gets passed through customs. But they were getting flour sent over from Canada and the states because you know, like that's just the only way. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so it, it's a confusing thing, but you've got a bunch of companies that top out on the stock exchange for hundreds of millions of dollars. So, yeah, as far as I know, none of them have like successfully harvested a crop yet. The ones that are on the <laughs> stock exchange, it's like I believe there's some in Australia. Like I've got a really good friend who's a doctor at uh, the hospitals in Sydney, and he's actually doing some of the first trials in Australia in conjunction with the Lambert Institute, and. He basically said that they've got access to, like, he can get access for his studies. He can get access to uh, THC, THC slash CBD in a one to one ratio, ten to one ratio, thirty to one ratio, or pure CBD. So wow. you know, kind of a good range, but only only like RSO type of oils. That's it. Nothing yeah. else. So yeah, no actual flowers. Yeah, of course. And I mean, even if you wanted to go further and just be like, well, instead of having an RSO oil, which is kind of like a very potent, but it's also like a very uh, gluggy and there's trace trace solvents in it and whatnot, you might be like, oh, I want to get, you know, pure isolate or distillate or something like that for specific reasons. And so, yeah, it, it's somewhat limited. And I believe that if you are on the system, I mean, I'm kind of in talks with someone who's um, just recently been given approval and as far as I can tell, that's all they're going to be able to get access to as well. And so, again, they'll likely have to import the majority of things from overseas and just be allowed to do that but still have to pay the price. And that's something else to consider. If you get 
access to medicinal marijuana in Australia, when you go to the pharmacy or wherever it is to actually get it, you only pay a, a subsidized price. Whereas if we don't have it and you have to buy it from the States, you can get it through customs, but you have to pay for it full price out of your own pocket, which is often, you know, probably going to be too cost prohibitive. Yeah, of course. It, and that's just absolutely insane, isn't it? Absolutely phenomenally blows my mind every time when I start thinking about the money that's being, I mean, lost. And not just, I don't just mean in tax revenue, but just for sheer entrepreneurialship of what that kind of industry builds and you see thrive in other parts of the world now is all being lost out. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully... We'll we'll see some something happen which causes us to get some tax from it, and then that'll start the fire, so to speak. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's 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 people like, you know, the guys you were supporting through the charity, um, that you know, hearts and minds they win the battle, and you know, I mean, the the bank book's not too bad either, but it'll happen. Australia's just so conservative. We'll we'll get there one day. Yeah, of course. And I've I've always said this from the start. I've even written, you know, written pieces about this that they've done studies and they have proven on a definitive psychological level that the best way to change someone's mind is to basically emotionally blackmail them and to basically like wave a video of someone dying in their face and then show them like give them cannabis oil and they're not dying all of a sudden they've literally proven that like that method is the got the highest chance of changing someone's mind and it and it makes no it make, makes sense right like you see those videos and it's just like a no-brainer like who can argue with that shit yeah 100 percent. it makes you wonder why like people are still out there arguing i guess they just haven't seen the videos yet yeah, so that's the way to do it. And um, I think, yeah, you know, like uh, there's been a lot of really good media coverage around the Taylor family struggle. And so that's that's really good. The ABC has been on top of that. So in getting back to things of a cuppish nature, um, what's what's your anticipation for, for, for the event this year for the different categories? Because it seems to me like the scene particularly in the last 12 months. I mean, it, it happens every 12 months. It's a just keeps snowballing, but there's there's a lot of really amazing looking product on the scene. I can imagine that a lot of people are frothing at the at the bit to to get into the competition. Yeah, well, something I wanted to be on top of was providing a higher quality of prizes this year although we were really happy with the prizes last year and even higher yep. quality to further entice people in because just keeping with that nature of well if if you know if the scene's getting better we need to provide better and that's something which we think we were able to do you know we provided a lot of really good genetics which people probably otherwise wouldn't have had access to and so yeah each year if we can just give out a bunch of really good genetics and it further bolsters the scene then that would be amazing and i totally agree with what you said you know every day you get on instagram and you see even better looking flower and um something which i also really 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 dig is that there is this growing consensus and it's a hundred percent within the states and i believe it's a hundred percent within australia as well that if you basically you know i mean if you ask individuals you might get slightly varying responses but the consensus is that the absolute best you can get is indoor organic no-till flower you know that's like that demands the highest uh 
bag price basically and it's really awesome to see that because you see it reflected in the cup you know like the best entries are generally organic and the general public is aware of that now you know like back in the day it used to be like you know give me that hydro nowadays yeah people are aware you know like if they have a choice they're picking organic every day of the week and there's no questions why yeah and and a bunch of australian companies are catering to the need as well i mean they're not stupid and on both ends of the scene you know one the flower producers out there are stepping up their game, but the nutrient providers are doing the same thing as well. Yeah, and we've even had um, some of those companies reach out and offer to throw some prizes into the prize pool, which is phenomenal because last year we were a little bit on the fence. We were like, oh, look, you know, we're certainly not going to blame companies if they kind of don't want to have their name associated with this for obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, of course. However, yeah, after having spoken to a few of them, it seems like the consensus <coughs> is... You know, they're willing to, to donate a product to someone and then through that someone, the product gets to us and then, you know, it maybe gets to some of the winners. So, yeah, it, it's looking like the prize pools are going to be even better and something that I've personally, you know, because I'm obviously the person who uh, contacts breeders and asks them if they'd like to donate anything to the cup and whatnot. So, I've made an effort to contact some of the people who are really a lot less well-known but highly sought after or just maybe they're extremely well-known but you just for whatever reason, you know, popular banks that ship to Australia don't stock them and the ones that do stock them don't ship to Australia, all those types of little yeah. weird situations. Trying to hit up those guys and get some really quality prizes from them so that we can get some more rare, more diverse stock in the scene and I just think everyone's going to benefit from that really. So can I ask you then, has the whole podcast thing been a ruse to get great genetics over to australia is that what you've been doing the whole time you've just uh, had the guise of this this great podcast and it's all in the guise of being able to track these cats down and get the genes over here yeah man that's it like get <laughs> busted a, got you get them into my seed bank more like it <laughs> well yeah <laughs> no. um but it's well I, I said last year that that was fundamentally one of the reasons why we did the cup because we wanted to get the prizes out there into the people and stimulate that level of uh, growth and competition in a way like i mean when i say competition i mean it in the most healthiest of ways not in like a, even in a competition sense but in like a i see you popping a pack of seeds and you've got something awesome and it stimulates me to want to do the same yeah that, totally that, yeah that's what we wanted to stimulate more than anything else and so yeah and th- there's plenty of people out there who um are, are really like phenomenal breeders and you just you just can't get their work and i'm really grateful to be friends with some of these guys and i'm really hopeful to get it like i um i'm gonna i'll throw a name out there like i'm i'm really hoping that we can uh, get a pack or two of mean jeans gear some of the most sought after gear in the world generally speaking yeah. you, you can only get it off him if you see him in person and so like yeah, if we can get a pack or two of that off him, it's just going to be insane. Like, not only for the person who wins it, but just for the community. Like, and I, that's what I love, you know, when the really, nothing nothing I love more than when one of those really good packs goes to someone and, like, I know they're going to pop it and we're going to end up seeing it in a few months' time shining, you know? Yeah, and, and possibly in a few different places as well in a few different ways. Yeah, that's it. Long term, it's like I love to see when the keepers, and that's that's partly the reason why I love seeing that Chernobyl clone that we gave out last year. Like it's just kind of popping its head up here and there, and it's just awesome to see because it's it works well with everyone. It vibes well, and now it's kind of got this like really cool vibe and association to it, whereby like it's it's got this community attachment to it. So you drop Mean Gene. Let's let's talk prizes. What else have you got under your cap? Anything you, you're going to drop for us? 
Yeah, we got a few really, really awesome names who have dropped some insane prizes on us. So, just to stimulate some interest, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a person who a lot of people in the community are a big fan of, Mass Medical Strains. There's, there's a whole crew of guys who are really into him. He's been kind enough to donate a pack or two of seeds to us, so that's going to be in there. Uh, Mr. Bob Hemphill, who unfortunately uh, he was, a, not unfortunately, but he was a part of Coastal Seeds. Unfortunately, though, that has now disbanded. However, uh, he started his own seed bank and he, he did a lot of the uh, the former crosses for Coastal. So if you're into Coastal, you'll very much be into his work. And he's been kind enough to donate some of like the rarest gear ever. Like all I've got to do is say the parents and people are going to just go weak at the knees. But basically, <laughs> he, he took Coastal's old school Northern Lights number one, which if people aren't aware, they, they got this Northern Lights stock from the Indian before Neville got it. So this is this stuff is more pure than the stuff Neville got, which is just yep. mind blowing to think about. But but they they actually got it a few years before Neville got it, and it's well documented. So original Northern Lights number one crossed to Bodie's Keeper Northern Lights five. So pure Northern Lights in cross, and he's donated two two packs of that plus a few other things. So people should be just losing their mind over that. There's going to be some serious old school damage in it. You heard it there, folks. There it is. Get get your entries ready. Get them right. It's uh, it's the next generation canvas cup number two. Uh, it's on its way. Um, what else, my man? Um, so for pri- prizes, those those seed packs right there are going to be one up for auction, but two. Do do winners of events have access to them as well? So I guess to be clear, what we do is we save the majority of the prizes that are donated for the auction. However, everyone is more than adequately compensated when they win. So we always have one keeper clone, which is awarded to everyone who comes first, second, and third. So last year was the Chernobyl. Not going to let it out of the bag just yet what this year's one is, but needless to say, it's, it's another banger from my library, which I think everyone will be over the moon about. And so yeah. every, everyone will get that. Same as last year, everyone who enters the cup, regardless of where you place, you'll get a packet of seeds, which more than justifies the entry in our opinion. However, if you come second, third, or first, you'll also get additional prizes. So, for example, last year, everyone got a pack for entering, even those who came first, second, and third. And then on top of that, those who came first, second, and third got like an additional two packets if they came first, an additional one packet if they came second, an additional one packet if they came third. So, basically, you can expect to get multiple packets of really high quality genetics if you place in the top three as well as a clone and even if you don't place you're going to get a really high quality pack of seeds regardless excellent and i'm uh, talking about high quality packets of seeds i've seen some uh, heavy days genetic seed packs busting around the internet as well yeah you've got they, your uh, you've got a bit of a breeding project going on yeah dude they've they've been doing their thing it's like i was actually making some more recently and like I had some timing issues with the, the pollen of the feminized plants. Like people may not know, but like feminizing plants is like a little different to normal male pollen release. And basically it can be a little finicky. Long story short, didn't work out. So the restock is not going to be here as soon as I hoped. So people are going to have to hold out a little longer if they were hoping for some more. But yeah, it's been going really well, man. Like really stoked with all the results we've had. And most importantly, like the current project I'm looking to finish off, which is like a phantom crackers cubing project, which kind of mm-hmm. takes a few generations We've just finished the most recent one as well as having tested it and the results are insane. And over the next few days, you'll see me post some photos up of all the, the pictures we took when we were harvesting them the other night. But it's like really exciting stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm really over the moon about it. 
Yeah, cool. I mean, everything I've seen online, everything I've heard from people has always been on the up and up. Uh, so, yeah, and recently had some variants of different heavy days sets from different people and they've, they've all been absolutely delicious and grown very well. Yeah, man, I've been really thankful that uh, like a lot of people who have grown my stuff out have like shot me a message and like contacted me and sent me a bud and I love it. It's the most like full circle type of experience you can have is like uh, when someone else grows out your work and you can just taste it and especially when you know like they really enjoyed it and they're kind of like kind of keen to get you a sample so to speak like it's just yeah it's really humbling I, I love it yeah I would imagine it is man and I imagine you know that the variation that still pops up from phenotype to phenotype is is surprising here and there yeah I mean there is obviously variation but the thing which I find is it's more variation from grower to grower and each person yeah, yeah, yeah kind too. of imparts themselves onto it in a way and so I really love that because there's some people where I don't know you just like I'll just be honest I wouldn't have expected them to be good growers and, they, and then they, you smoke the bud and you're like man I think I read you wrong you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah happy mistake yeah yeah totally so I, I love it I love being able to see what people can do with it and yeah that's the beauty of clones you know even if everyone had that one Chernobyl clone I spoke of it would come out different every time because everyone does their own thing a little differently and it all adds up in the end yeah 100% so some people may be wondering who are the judges this year uh, oh yeah that's a really good point to put in there yeah um yeah. and so essentially some people may have been aware some people might have missed it but one of the rules we said last year and it's the same this year is that if you place first second or third you're going to be invited to be a judge next year and so everyone yep. who placed in the top three last year was invited to be a judge and everyone uh was everyone who was invited said yes except for gerald the reason why is really simple. We said, if you if you accept, you're going to be a judge in flower and you can't enter flower. And he was yep. like, he goes, no, I want to enter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's not going to be a judge this year. He's just going to enter again. But everyone else was uh, happy to be a judge and they just said, oh, I'll, I'll sit out of that category this year. But I think we have a few of them who are keen to enter other categories, which they're not judges of. Yeah, and cool. So, in terms of flower, we have uh, the Cronmaster, 420 Australia and myself. And the reason for that is pretty simple. Everyone who entered Flower last year and won wanted to enter again, pretty much. So they yeah. all they all said, "Yeah, I'd love to be a judge, but just not of Flower category." Yeah, um, and Gerald had no choice. Yeah, he's he wants to enter everything. Um, <laughs> and so, in terms of concentrates, we have V Star. We've got yourself, the Herbalized Podcast, and Ninja yep. Bongs. So, really solid lineup there. Should be good. Yeah, thanks for the invite back again. I'm very much looking forward to it. Not a problem, my friend. And then finally for the edibles, we have crumb cakes, Dr. Dabstep, and treats for plenty. So that was um, going to be a really solid one because all three of those judges were really well-versed in their edibles. I mean, crumb cakes and treats for plenty. Uh, of course, yeah. yeah. obviously they help a lot of people out with edibles. So you can assume that um, there's going to be some – you're going to have to bring your A game basically because those guys aren't going to accept mediocrity. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think anybody entering the edibles competition is – already on the back step because you know it has to go through the process of being mailed about from from spot to spot as well so you know they they unfortunately are going to lose a little bit or they they just have to plan accordingly to to be in those constraints 
Yeah, that's it. You know, like you gotta you gotta stick within the confines of the game. You might look at it and think, oh, that means what I want to make's not going to come out perfect. That may be true, but it also means if you can think of something that'll survive that transition process, you're you got a leg up, so to speak. So yeah, hundred percent. You gotta you gotta learn to work within the confines of the game, and and that's the other thing. You know, everyone you you might have a concentrate, and you say, oh, you know, it's it's stable in the freezer, but if it stays out all day, it'll turn to crumble or whatever. You know, it, other people have the same issues, so it's not like uh, it's it's an individualized problem to edibles. Like everyone's got to kind of think of it, and I guess flowers, you know, it's not such a big deal as long as they're sealed up. But again, you know, things can happen, so everyone's everyone's got their kind of little battles and the thing which i think about which i've spoken to a lot of american guys about is it can be really nerve-wracking with flowers as to what degree you trim them you know some you might be thinking oh well does the judges want a more natural look do they want a really fine trim yada 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 the more you manicure it the more you knock off trichomes so in a certain respect you just want to touch it as little as possible so yeah yeah there's certainly things to consider in all categories about what's going to work best in terms of presentation and what you think the judges will like and whatnot yeah and and i guess every judge is going to bring their own individual take to it as well there you know and that's that's the thing about judging these kind of competitions is that what what one person might think is absolutely phenomenal the next person just might not rate it yeah and uh that's why yeah as always upload all photos of uh submissions of scorecards and and heck if you still think there's something funny going on buy it and uh smoke it for yourself <laughs> yeah yeah see what's up that's right see what's up well i just got the ding 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 of we're getting to the end of this one my friend that's but i think good. we've covered i think we've covered the gamut of of what we needed to there yeah yeah um just a quick little side point in case anyone was wondering this year all payments will be made directly to jenny hallam's PayPal that she's set up uh, in terms of her legal fund, and we've already spoken to her, and she said she's that at the take end care of the, the tailors. yeah, she's going to give half of it to the tailors at the end, which is going to be the easiest way to do it because getting sure. people to split money between two accounts is just weird. So yeah. that'll work nicely. And then something which would be really cool overall, I'm not uh, sure about the tailors, but I can only assume that Jenny will be at the Melbourne Expo. So it'll be really cool for us as a community to be able to see her and for her to have received the proceeds of the whole cup at that point. Because as I said, the, the auctions will wrap up a day or two before the Expo. And so I just think that would be a really cool sentiment, you know, like she'd be on a bit of a high. And, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it'd be awesome um, to bump well, into her. We've been talking for uh, over a year now about getting together and having a chat, so maybe that's a good opportunity to do it and, and, and bring that up as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it'd be great. Yeah, cool. So there we have it, Gangalang. What did you think? It's pretty good. Big shout out to anyone who's going to be donating some prizes. We love you. You will get massive props. Shout out CTN now, 420 Australia Organic Gardening Solutions. Shout out anyone who's thinking about going in the comp. You should do it. Don't be a little bitch. I'll tell you if your weed is bad. I'll tell you if it's good. Everyone will then know. Think of the possibilities. See you guys soon. See you.